0: Hello and welcome to the latest edition of the Mimiverse Monthly Audiocast. I am your host, Redditor Director Christopher R. Mim, and I have to ask, are you there? Are you listening? Do you care? Do you hear what I hear? Because it's December, which means holiday time, right? Holiday time! Kind of a crazy holiday, of course. It's December 2020. 2020 has been a messed up year, and... Why should our holiday season this year be any less weird? But, and I'm just going to jump right into it, it's going to be a little special this year because, for the first time ever, we will have a digital world premiere of a new Mimiverse film finally after dang near 18 months, over 18 months. Next year we'll have another one, and after that, a holiday special. We got a lot of stuff. It's cool. But this year, right now, December 2020, on December 23rd, I will be releasing the newest Mimiverse movie, The Phantom Lake Kids in the Unseen Invasion. And I'm very excited about this. I know I always say I'm excited about something, but I am genuinely excited. This is going to be cool. This is totally new. I've never done this. I've never done a digital premiere. And I can't wait to release this movie to you. I've watched it a bunch and I think it's funnier every time I see it. Which of course is probably setting myself up to disappoint you, but if you're disappointed, that's on you for having expectations that are way too high. I'm saying lower your expectations to the floor and you'll be blown away! That's the way I approach every movie I see. And I'm not saying that to make some sort of excuse for the quality of my work. I'm saying I honestly go into every single movie I see with the lowest of expectations, because then when they do really well, it sticks with you. And if they do really, really, really well, it blows you out of the water. If you go into something with high expectations, you will regret it, because bum-bum-bum you will be let down because nothing will live up to those expectations. It's like those reviews I get where people are like, I thought it was going to be this thing, and then it turned out to be this thing, and therefore I'm disappointed because I wanted it to be the thing I wanted it to be, not what it was. But the point is you got to take things for what they are, right? So go into this with a fresh open mind. Bear in mind that this is our quarantine movie. We made it quickly. We had a lot of fun doing it, and it's a tribute to the Three Stooges and our gang, It's silliness, and it's funny, and it's fun, and it's dumb, and that's the point. It's just to make you smile a little bit, to make you happy for just a little while, right before the holidays kick in and you're stuck with the reality of what we've all had to deal with. But hey, look how far we've come. We've made it this far. We can see the light at the end of the tunnel. It's still a very small light, but it's coming. So we're going to hold on. We're going to watch cheesy monster movies. And we're gonna make it together collectively. And then in a few years' time, we'll look back on this time and we'll have a bunch of really weird stories, but we're all sharing in this craziness together. That's the thing. We are all experiencing this, literally, the entire world. We're all having this same, similar thing happening to everyone at once. That should bring us together because we're all experiencing it, it's a part of all of our lives. So we now all have this collective, shared experience. It's a terrible one. I mean, I would much prefer it was, you know, something else. But through some of the worst times is when we find some of the best things about ourselves and each other. Because you realize that crappy stuff happens to anyone at any time without warning. And life is difficult. All I'm saying is that everybody in the world are all dealing with this crap. In our own special ways. And some of us are suffering more than others. And it's touching their families and their lives in very distinct ways. We either know someone who's gotten sick or we know people who've lost family members. The point is, we're all surrounded by this. And realistically, it should be just bringing us together. It really should. And if it can't, maybe cheesy monster movies can. I'm I'm generally a pessimistic person, but I'm optimistic that... The Mimiverse is is really the thing that the world needs to come together. And I in no way am saying this because I'm trying to sell something to you. Which is a complete and utter lie. December 23rd, the Phantom Lake Kids and the Unseen Invasion will hold its worldwide, and this is really truly the first worldwide, premiere online. And right now there is a Mimiverse Vimeo portal that has all of my movies available to rent or own digitally. I should probably buy a easy to remember URL for it like Stream Mimiverse or something. It's got a URL, but it's weird because it's like Vimeo.com slash user slash a bunch of numbers and letters. So I'm I i can not give it to you. But if you go to Saint Euphoria and you look under the the merchandise page or or actually there's now an official mobile site for Saint Euphoria.com. For the longest time Stunforia.com has been a somewhat old-school desktop website, right? It just kind of looked like something I built over 10 years ago, which is kind of what it is, which still works just fine on desktop computers, but honestly, it looked like crap on a handheld device, cell phone, tablet, that kind of thing. So I decided, given the downtime here around the holidays, that I was finally going to create the... Mimiverse mobile site. And I did. And so now, if you go to St. Euphoria.com and you're on a mobile device, you will be automatically taken to the cool new, phone-friendly St. Euphoria.com. And I'm really proud of it. It works really well. And from there, there's an option for streaming downloads, and that will take you right to where you need to be. Or if you're on the desktop site, it's on the merchandise page. And you can watch any and all Mimiverse movies. That Mimiverse Vimeo portal is exactly where the Unseen Invasion will be available at first. I do not yet have the exact URL for it, but once I do, I'm going to post it everywhere on all Mimiverse-related social media, the website, everything. So you'll be able to find it. And I've described this in the Mimiverse Monthly Newsletter a little bit of what I'm going to do, but what I was planning on doing is, is for the holiday season which is the 23rd through probably the first week in january i'm going to have a premiere version which will have some other content along with just the movie i mean you'll have the movie but then also have there'll be there'll be extra content my thought is if you're just a big fan i would hope that you check it out during that premiere period partially too because um Without being able to do a live premiere and events, and I've talked about this a lot, the Mimiverse has taken quite a financial hit. And I thank every single one of you out there who has contributed and bought collectibles and stuff. We've been trying to keep going, you know. We're doing all these things to keep everything going, keep the lights on. And so far, we have. And it's a beautiful thing. I'm not saying it hasn't been rough at points. It has. But we're doing pretty good all things considered particularly compared to others i know a lot of other people are are suffering a lot more than we are so i'm grateful so yeah i was saying about unseen invasion with the premiere version i'm hoping by having this special edition it will encourage everybody to check it out on vimeo And I know that there are apps available for, like, uh, Amazon Fire, Roku, and, and, and like, Apple TV and stuff. If you have those things, or even if you have a phone or a a tablet or a, a laptop or a computer that you can cast a screen to your big TV, you can watch the movie there. And I'm hoping that maybe for Christmas, if you are one who celebrates that, maybe your family can sit down and enjoy some food and watch the latest Mimiverse movie and just have a good time. I'm excited just to get the movie out. I'm excited to keep the one movie a year thing going too, which will barely make it, but we're going to make it. Plus, it's been a long time since you've seen anything new, so I'm excited to finally sort of get back in the saddle in getting movies out. And this one's fun and funny and, and stupid, and, and I think you're going to like it. I know I do, but I really like the Phantom Lake Kids movies that I've made. The two that you haven't seen, but I've seen both. I really like them. I like the characters. I like working with my kids. I really do. But I think they're all funny. The Phantom Kids and The Beast Walks Among Us, which you haven't seen, but you'll see next year at some point, is like my favorite movie I've ever made. I'm not saying The Unseen Evasion isn't one of my favorites, but it's just, it's smaller in scale. But The Beast Walks Among Us is like probably my favorite thing I've ever made. So I really like The Phantom Like Kids, and I want to keep making Phantom Like Kids stuff. And... Lo and behold, given the situation in the world, that's all I can make right now. So I'm going to at least get uh, a trilogy out of this. Plus, we have the Mimiverse Holiday Special, which I'm working on right now, which we're going to start shooting right after the holidays. And that's kind of another Phantom Lake Kids thing, because it involves Evelyn Johnson, and it has Steve in there, which is exciting. Steve is coming back. So, you know, stuff is happening. Stuff is is coming together. And when you finally listen to this, it'll only be three weeks until you can finally watch The Unseen Invasion. And then hopefully this COVID vaccine thing goes well, that maybe we will be able to hold a live premiere for The Beast Walks Among Us. Worst case, we do another digital one. Who knows? We've all had to learn to adapt and adjust. And this has taught me a lot about my capacity for adjusting and adapting. And I think that was part of the reason why I decided to finally do a St. Euphoria mobile site. Because I'd been thinking about it forever and then just never did it. And I finally thought, you know, it's time to adapt. And honestly, the last time I saw my friend Michael Cross, who I talked about when I lost him a couple months ago. But the last time I saw him last March, when we were sitting around on that one day that Alcon was on before they shut it down. He said to me specifically you need to make a mobile site. Your website looks terrible on mobile phones and everyone uses cell phones. So don't you think that maybe people are being turned off by your website on their phone because it looks like you haven't really updated it in a long time because it looks sort of old? And I was like, yeah, that's a really good point. And I had been thinking about it. And honestly, I had a, a template that I created three or four years ago that I just never took the time to implement across the board. And so his words ringing in my ears a little bit said, you know what, it's time. But yes, so cool that The Unseen Invasion is finally coming out. As far as DVDs and Blu-rays, I'm working on those. You know, this is such a shortened time frame. Normally I'd have a year. And so what I would be doing right now would be working on the DVD and Blu-ray authoring and getting everything ready for the premiere. Well, because I'm sort of doing the premiere now, I'll be doing the Blu-ray and DVD authoring after that, and then once those are ready, uh, they'll be available. Granted, these days, most people don't seem to want Blu-rays and DVDs so much anymore, so even that, I've had to adapt. I still have a lot of stuff for sale. I don't know going forward how many films of mine will appear on Blu-ray and DVD after their initial run. Some of the older titles you can watch on Amazon, you can watch them on the Roku channel, and it may just get to the point that that's where they exist. I'm trying to find some way to maybe find an on-demand label kind of thing where you go there and you buy it and it makes it for you and sends it to you. That's something that may happen. I don't know yet. So we'll see. But we're not thinking about that right now, are we? We're thinking about the Phantom Lake Kids and the Unseen Invasion coming out on December 23rd on Vimeo. Again, check the website. Everything you need to know for that event, you'll find there as soon as I have it. Home stretch, guys. So that's what's happening in the Mimiverse right now. I'm about ready to start shooting the Mimiverse holiday special. Right after the holidays, we're going to jump right into that. Getting some of the pre-production stuff together and, and blocking out the script. and It'll be cool. It'll be good. We'll see. We'll see. How are you doing? Are you doing okay? Did you have a good uh, Thanksgiving? Are you looking forward to upcoming holidays? Have you been safe? Have you been smart? Have you listened to the scientists like I told you to do months and months ago? I hope so. If you are one of those people who has had to suffer through this virus or know someone who has, are you doing okay? Are they doing okay? Are you pulling through? Are you doing okay financially? Just know that I'm thinking about all you guys. This stuff happening really does put things in perspective. I'm so grateful for everyone out there that has reached out to me, has put my family in their, their thoughts and prayers and for my friends and those folks who, who make a point to contact me all the time and just see how I'm doing and I'm grateful that folks like yourself who have picked up DVDs and Blu-rays and calendars and all the stuff that I sell to help keep the Mimiverse alive because I have a million cool ideas and I really want to get them all out I do want to write a book. Let's go on a tangent, shall we? I've been thinking about how fun it would be to write a book about making movies and my experiences and my memories and just fun stuff, partially because, well, and I won't say too much, but did you know that one of the things we offer this time of year are what we call mimiverse Mystery Boxes? Here's a sales pitch. It's this thing we started a couple of years ago, the Mimoverse Mystery Box, and there's A direct reason why I went from writing a book to the Memberverse Mystery Box, but I'm not going to say why. Anyway, in the box are some exclusive collectibles that you will not find anywhere else. Like the last couple years, we did Pocket Steves of the King and Queen from Danny Johnson Saves the World. And they're really nice. Really, really nice. But you will not find them literally anywhere else. They'll never be released anywhere else but in those mystery boxes. We did exclusive posters last year. Everyone got a copy of a script of their favorite Mimiverse film. One year, we sent pieces of one of the Guns of the Apocalypse sets. One year, we did uh, everyone got their own personal basement Jesus. It's fun stuff that is, is unique and different, and honestly, you can't get anywhere else. So, it's a lot of cool, rare stuff, and you never know what it is until you get it and you open it. And we're doing it again this year, and... As of the release of this audio cast, we only have probably a handful left. And when I say handful, I literally mean like five. That also goes for the 2021 calendars. We are almost out of those. I actually ordered a few less this year because I'm not doing events and I always sell a bunch at events, so I pulled that back, but I kind of think I shouldn't have because I seem to be selling them out. Because I guess now that I say that out loud, I realize that those people who normally come and get them at events realize they can't get them at events, so they're ordering them online. I'm dumb. Anyway, we're running out. We have the Mimiverse holiday ornament again. This year we're doing oculons, which are the cutest little things, made by my wife Stephanie, handmade. See, we got a lot of stuff. So you should uh, perhaps order soon. I will make a point to get... Every order I get out as fast as possible. But with all the craziness that happened with the mail, I highly recommend you get in on that sooner rather than later because there's still delays. Like, particularly if you're ordering something from outside of the U.S. Because I've had several people, and it's particularly in Australia. Australian fans are the best. I've had stuff where I had one guy order a bunch of stuff in Australia, and he got in, like... Seven days. And then I just had another guy who got it after about two and a half months. And according to the USPS, it was sitting in Hong Kong for like a month and a half. And then suddenly it just appeared in Australia and he finally got it. I don't know. So if you're ordering from overseas, I'll do my best. sainte Check out the merchandise page. There's DVDs. There's Blu-rays. There's cool posters. Exclusive collectibles. Get in on it. Lastly, for the last like six, seven years, as a little thank you to you guys, I've sent out a Mimiverse holiday card. This is a fun little collectible thing that I started doing seven years ago. Completely free to you. Even those overseas, doesn't cost you a thing. And if you want one of these cards, which I'll be sending out very soon, you need to sign up for it year after year. I don't keep people on the list just because. I don't assume that you still like my movies or that you still live where you used to live. So if you'd like to get in on this Mimiverse holiday card, you need to do it soon because I only make X number of them and I'm getting very close to X number of people signed up. So if you'd like to, go to St. Euphoria.com. So you can do everything at my website, St. Euphoria.com, and just sign up. I don't keep your name and address, and once I send out a card to you, I delete everything. So that it's not something that I'm selling or using for other purposes. I'm literally just wanting to send you a card. So, if you have any interest in receiving the Mimiverse Holiday Card for 2020, go to St.Euphoria.com and sign up. That's it. So that's what's going on in the Mimiverse. Stay safe, everybody. Have the happiest of holidays you can manage. Be smart, listen to the scientists. Just know that my family is thinking all about your families and hoping that each and every one of you is doing well and is staying healthy and and keeping your head above water. Watch monster movies. Share the Mimoverse with everybody you know. Again, stay safe. Before we wrap this up this month, I have another cool atomic tale from writer Stephen D. Sullivan. Stephen D. Sullivan, of course, is the guy who wrote The Canoe Cops Versus The Mummy book, which you can still get on Amazon, you should go look it up, and if you haven't read it, you should order a copy. Steve's a a really good guy and and a good friend of mine, and, and he's been a huge supporter of the Mimiverse, and honestly, he supports me more than I probably ever support him back, but that's neither here nor there. I just feel like I never do enough for other people, which is probably true, but I do my best. He started writing this cool thing, it's called Atomic Tales, and I'm reading them and doing it almost like an like a audio play, but it's more of a story with sound effects. This month we have yet another edition of that. I always like having something that, beyond me yakking, gets people to come back and listen to my old podcast. If you remember, early on I had the Canoe Cops versus The Mummy. You could listen to me read the entire book, chapter by chapter, month by month. And the book is the collected story. Rich Chamberlain had the Kansas City Crypt every month, and, you know, he's taking a bit of a, a break for the holidays, which I don't blame him. But we've had recurring content, and the more of that I can do, the better. Like Beef McCormick. You remember the Beef McCormick story? I need to finish that. Dang it. I really do. Anyway, I'm getting distracted here. We have another Atomic Tale, and so I'm going to turn it over to that, and then I'll have a little message for you on the way out. So catch you on the flip side. Stay tuned. Stephen D. Sullivan and Saint Euphoria present Atomic Tales! Stories of science, mystery, and excitement. This episode features the latest adventure in our fantastic original series Strange Invaders. Tonight's tale takes place shortly after our last adventure in a story we call Ghost Town Gambit. Join us now as we present another in our continuing series of... Atomic Tales!
1: I have to admit, this is one empty-looking town.
0: Agent Seven remarked as she gazed down the sandy streets of the tiny southwestern community. If you can even call it a town, I noted... It looks like something out of an old Randolph Scott movie. Tumbleweed skittered across the unpaved streets, over the plank sidewalks, and between a double handful of sun-faded wooden buildings.
1: Yeah, more like a cheap television western set.
0: Seven agreed, brushing off her khaki trousers, which the high desert wind had already covered with yellowish dust. I did the same with my rumpled deep blue pants. I appreciate you picking me up, I said but I've been hoping to get a change of clothes before my next assignment. No time. Seven replied, walking from her agency Studebaker toward the first ramshackle structure. She scrutinized our surroundings with scientific intensity as she went. I checked my pistol. It never hurts to be prepared, and followed close behind. Something about this place was raising the hairs on the back of my neck, and it wasn't the dusty wind.
1: The Bureau had reports of glowing disks in the area last month. And now?
0: Seven edged to one of the town saloon's swinging doors, carefully pushed it open, and peered inside.
1: It seems like the entire populace has disappeared.
0: Both of us scoped out the weathered bar, but the place was definitely deserted.
1: All 19 of them.
0: She concluded. And the tarragons think it's related to flying saucers somehow? Seven frowned and strolled down the creaky boardwalk toward the next building, a general store judging by the sign.
1: The doc and her dad don't think anything, Agent One.
0: Seven told me.
1: They need more info, which is why they sent me to scout the situation.
0: And me. She frowned playfully.
1: You just happened to be on the way. If you hadn't wrecked another car, you would have been home by now.
0: Hazard of the job, I replied.
1: At least when you're on the case.
0: Don't make me wish they'd sent your brother instead of you, Seven. She laughed.
1: You think this requires more muscle than brains?
0: I don't think anything yet, I... Both Seven and I hit the deck. The boardwalk groaned under us.
1: Was that a shot?
0: She asked, reaching for her pistol. Maybe, I replied. The automatic was already in my hand. Sounded like it came from near the car. Keep low. This place might not be so deserted after all. Staying in a crouch, I hurried to the edge of the boardwalk with Seven right behind. I peeked around the corner to where we'd left the Bureau Studebaker. Then I relaxed slightly and holstered my gun. What is it? She asked, glancing around my shoulder. Just a blowout. Must be the desert heat. You have a spare, I assume.
1: Unless the agency shorted
0: us. She replied, starting to holster her weapon as well. Her face fell.
1: But not two spares. Rats. We'll have to find a phone or telegraph. Or maybe this so-called town has a filling station with new tires at its far end.
0: Yeah, maybe, I said. My gun rested in my hand again, but first, I think we have to get out of this alive. What do you... The groaning sound of crumpling metal interrupted her. We both watched in horror as something began to drag the rear of the Studebaker into the sandy ground. Hey! Seven said, running forward, gun in hand.
1: That's my car!
0: Ruth, don't! I cried, sprinting after her. The car stopped moving. The ground trembled under me as I grabbed Agent Seven around the waist and jumped with all my might. We landed maybe three yards farther on, which was just enough to take us away from the hole that had been opening under her feet.
1: What the heck?
0: Seven blurted as out of the hole came a living nightmare, an insect head as big as a keg of beer with pincers like butcher knives. The thing snapped its terrible jaws several times at the space we had just vacated, and then the monster disappeared back into its sandy hole. Move, I shouted, springing to my feet and running back toward the boardwalk. Seven followed, hot on my heels.
1: More giant ants?
0: I shook my head. Ants don't attack from underground. This is something else. Something new.
1: How can a bug be so big?
0: She asked, incredulous.
1: I mean, I read the reports from you and the others, but...
0: Get Tarragon to explain it to you.
1: Which one?
0: Either. Now the boardwalk was shaking under us. Apparently our vibrations were attracting this monster. "'Jump back!' I commanded, and both of us did, just in time as the boardwalk in front of us erupted into a spray of broken planks and nasty splinters. (laughs) "'Centipede!' I cried as I took aim and fired. She shot as well. My bullet hit the thing in one of its oversized eyes. Sevens ricocheted harmlessly off the monster's reddish carapace, but the wound I gave it was enough to drive the thing back underground. I glared at my fellow agent.
1: Hey, I'm not Deadeye Corrigan, okay?
0: She explained, red in the face. Your brother's a better shot, I observed, angrier than I should have been.
1: Well, if it makes you feel any better, I wish he was here instead of me, too.
0: Sorry, I replied. That was unprofessional of me.
1: Just keep still, she hissed. I think it can sense our vibrations.
0: I froze in place. I'd guessed that. Okay, what's next?
1: Can you heave that rain barrel into the street? Draw it away from us?
0: I grunted as I tried to lift the keg resting on the boardwalk next to me, but it was probably a quarter full. Too heavy. A solid kick knocked it over, though, and the barrel rolled, sloshing as it went, down the hard-packed street. The ground shook beneath us once more. "'What now?' I asked.
1: "'It's distracted! Back to the car! I have a plan!'
0: We ran back the way we'd come as the monster centipede burst from the street and crushed the rain barrel in one bite. I think I know what happened to those missing people, I said. Not flying saucers. Seven agreed. Keep
1: that thing occupied, would you?
0: Sure, I said, kicking over another rain barrel. This one wasn't full at all and the monster was on it in an instant. I took the opportunity to put out its other eye with a well-aimed shot. The thing screeched horribly as it dove back underground. At least now it'd be looking for us blind. Seven reached the Studebaker and started fiddling around near the driver's rear quarter panel.
1: Get over here, would you?
0: She instructed.
1: Jump up and down on that side. We need to get the car to bounce a bit. Why? Vibrations to attract that thing.
0: We gonna be its lunch? I asked nervously.
1: Not if we're lucky,
0: she replied. Seven's a field science expert, so I wasn't about to argue with her, whatever her plan might be. I got on the passenger side, just in front of the rear wheel wells, and started bouncing for all I was worth. She did the same on the driver's side. The back of the car was sunk in the ground up to the bumper already, so the whole thing felt pretty stiff, but working together, Seven and I soon got a decent rhythm going. Then the Studebaker started to shake on its own as the blinded monster's pincers grabbed onto the back and the gigantic bug started to drag the automobile under again, this time in earnest.
1: Keep shaking. We want it to think it's got a live one.
0: Just as long as we're not the live ones it's got. We kept bouncing as the car quickly sank into the sandy street.
1: Now, jump!
0: Seven shouted.
1: Get as far away as you can!
0: I leapt, landed five yards from the rapidly vanishing hulk, and kept rolling, just in case. Seven jumped, too, and I saw something flash in her hand. A cigarette lighter? Just before she did. She rolled onto her feet when she landed and pointed toward the ramshackle buildings. Both of us ran as fast as we could, reaching the boardwalk on the far side of the street from the doomed car just as... A muffled explosion shook the whole place and sent Seven and me toppling to our knees. If you know what you're doing, a full gas tank can make a heck of an explosion. Seven knew what she was doing. She stood and laughed, brushing off dust once more.
1: Still wish they'd sent my brother?
0: I shook my head as I rose. No, ma'am. One thing worries me, though. What if there are more of these monsters? Seven took a deep breath and sighed it out.
1: The briefing said this was an old mining town, so I guess more of those buggers could be lurking underground.
0: And if they are?
1: Well, did you happen to notice the big propane tank on the edge of town?
0: I smiled and nodded, and to think, I used to wonder why they called you Ruthless Ruth Donlevy. Agent Seven grinned.
1: If the name fits.
0: This has been an original story of Strange Invaders, part of our ongoing series of Atomic Tales, brought to you by St. Euphoria Productions. Tonight's episode, Ghost Town Gambit, was written by Stephen D. Sullivan. It was produced and edited by yours truly, Christopher R. Mim, read by Christopher R. Mim, and featured Stephanie Mim as Agent 7, Ruthless Ruth Donleavy. Be sure to tune in next month for more Atomic Tales. Visit us at www.atomictails.com. Please support the films of Christopher R. Milne by visiting SaintEuphoria.com and the work of Stephen D. Sullivan via his Patreon at paysteve.com. All elements of this episode are copyright 2020 by their creators and may not be reproduced or reused without permission. Atomic Tales and Strange Invaders are trademarks of Stephen D. Sullivan, all rights reserved. This is the Saint Euphoria Audiocast Network. Isn't that cool? I can't wait to see where this goes. He's got a lot of this coming, so this is going to be a feature for a while. And as long as I can keep producing it, it's going to be there every month. Thank you for listening. Thank you for checking out my movies. Thank you for keeping the faith, for listening and watching and sharing and stay safe, stay healthy. Happy holidays to all of you. Before I go, as I always say, be good. But if you can't do that, be good at it. Take it easy, everybody. Happy holidays. Talk to you next month. Heck,
2: talk to you next year. (laughs) We're almost out of this, guys. (laughs) It is I, Dr. Bob Tesla, with your Mimiverse Joke of the Month. So, it's December. December of 2020. Now, I am positive we want to see this year go. But how about a nice Christmas joke a man walks by a house and sees a sleigh up on the roof, and Santa is down below looking up at it, and the man says, so how much did that sleigh cost you? And Santa turns to him and says, "It's free. And the man says, it was? Yeah, see, it's on the house. Have a great Christmas season, everyone. Stay safe, wear a mask, and let's put this horrible year behind us. Soon enough, we can make it through. Look for more of our shenanigans on twitch.tv drbobtesla. We have a special event coming up in January called Cliffhanger Theater. And on Christmas Day, we will be showing Danny Johnson's Saves the World. Uh, probably about two times on Christmas Day and one time Christmas Eve. Uh, We'll keep an eye on our Facebook page and we'll keep you posted.